G'day listeners, welcome to Full Metal Movie Reviews. This week we'll be chatting Thor Ragnarok. With me to discuss Marvel's God of Thunder is Rob. Rob, how are you bud? Yeah, pretty good. Bit sick today. Uh, viewers, you might you might hear me uh, spluttering through. I got <laughs> I got what's probably the splice between uh, swine flu and imagine if that pig that had the flu had AIDS to begin with. <laughs> Some, uh, I don't know if there's a cure. Um, this could be my final uh, pod. Who knows? Uh, just take it, take it, take it easy, and take it from here. I guess it's been a time. It's a bit. It's been a while since we did, since we've done just a Sam and Rob duo. It's been yeah, a my my, uh, my absence from this pod has nothing to do with my current affliction. I just want to like point that out to our to our twelve viewers out there. <laughs> it's is is Rob's taking sort of a, a stance against the movies we've chosen, but strangely enough, he's decided to watch this one. So, Rob, I'm going to ask you straight up. As a, as a person who probably doesn't really like superhero movies, and I reckon that's a fair comment to make, what made you see this one? Um, well, what made me see this one was uh, the immigrant song usage in the trailer. It's, it started and ended there. How perfect is, uh, that? How perfect is that song? Yeah, literally, literally perfect. Um, you're right. I don't really like the superhero movies. Like I, I sort of, I've probably seen like maybe 50% of the ones that have come out. Um, not complete series as well. Like I, I saw Thor one and I saw Summer Thor two. I actually thought Thor one was okay. That's why I sort of thought, yeah, I'll go see this one. Um, but on the whole, I, I, I don't really. I, I find that they're um, they're playing to I would say like more of a, a younger audience to me than, than than what I've sort of grew up to. Um, yeah, like how I appreciate hero movies and stuff. So I, I just sort of feel like. A lot of the time when I watch it, I, I get bored easy. Um, but but that all said, well, sorry, that, that all said, walking into this one, um, I thought of all the Marvel movies I've seen, this is definitely my favorite. Um, wow. And I liked it better um, than the first Thor movie. And from what I saw of the second one, but I, to be honest, I, I haven't seen it. I haven't rewatched the second one for a while. So, Wow, that's, that's huge. Cool. You know what? I'm pretty much, I used to really like the superhero movies because we never... Back in the day, the only superhero movies we'd get would maybe like be a Batman and or like a Superman every three or four years. But I think the fact that Marvel's own success is kind of like a poison chalice because I got like what they call cape hangover, where you're kind of just a bit over seeing two superhero movies from Marvel and then maybe two from DC and then maybe two from Fox and then two from Sony. So you get like maybe eight superhero movies a year. So yeah, I think. Um, out of so out of that, I was kind of reluctant to go see this, but as you said, the trailer was awesome, and Led Zeppelin "Immigrant Song" in it kind of yeah wrote me in. And I think what I'm starting to starting to enjoy, I guess, is the more obscure uh, comic book movies. So if you look at like um, Guardians of the Galaxy and say this one, these two are probably my two favorite. Well, those two are probably my two favorite Marvel movies, but they're also the most weird and obscure and almost like. Um, sci-fi but like sci-fi mixed in fantasy elements and just out there sort of left field stuff so i'd agree i probably wouldn't say i'll say guardians is probably guardians one is probably still my favorite this is a close second though close second yep uh, oh yeah sorry yeah i to be honest um yeah i i uh 
uh, when I said that before, I uh, hadn't really considered um, that the, the the first and second Guardians movies are probably on par with this as well. Like I I love those movies as well. Mm. And this is like I was sort of when I sort of thought that. Sorry, when I thought of that, that I thought about I was I was sort of more thinking about traditional Marvel stuff like you know uh, Spider Man and such, right? Um, yeah, like yeah. American stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I think I think that uh, first of all, uh, why is no one? So it seems so obvious, right? Why has no one used immigrant song in a Thor-related thing to begin uh, before this? And secondly, why has no one really used immigrant song in any other movie before this? Uh, I can't think of any movie. I think it's because, like Led Zeppelin, notoriously. Difficult to negotiate with in terms of using their music for licensing. So they, unless it's an obscene amount of money or they like like the project, then they're not going to allow people to use their music. Because I think the only other time, from my memory, immigrant songs being on or being in on um, in a movie has been uh, Jack Black's School of Rock. Um, and I think that I've never heard it. I've never really heard any other the Zeppelin song in a movie before. So yeah, okay. So I, I think what Marvel will just throw in, look here, look, you know, you know, you don't like us using your songs, but here's I don't know five million, and they will probably wouldn't be able to say no to that. Yeah, because at, at the end of the day, what's five million to Marvel at slash Disney? You know what I mean? They, they wouldn't even feel yeah. it. It's probably like a rounding yeah. error. All great. right, yeah, but great movie. No, oh, it's actually really good. All right, so let's um let's maybe talk about a couple of things. So out of out of all the characters we saw in this movie, we've got a couple of new ones in the Valkyrie and um, Jeff Goldblum's. Oh, I can't remember what what is he's called, the Maester or whatever. Who mm. who's your favourite sort of um, sort of character? Because I think this is more like this is almost an ensemble piece as it is about a Thor a Thor movie. Um. So I I thought one good thing about the movie. Without sorry to not directly answer your question, but I thought one great thing about the movie was that there were so many good characters. And I think that's what I like about um, the Guardian series as well. Like, it wasn't just Thor. Like, Thor's, Thor, I guess, is center stage, but he's barely center stage. Yeah. Like, there was so much, uh, yeah, there was so much, like, um, like even even the, 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 the blue guy in the dungeon with the Kiwi accent, right? Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. he, he was an interesting character, right? So it's like, I, I don't know, like, uh, favorite character-wise, um, I, I, I thought Jeff, Goldblum's uh, character was uh, was awesome, by the way, but I, I I guess I guess I didn't really have a favorite the whole movie. Um, it's just yeah, it, like yeah, it, it, yeah, that's an interesting point you make. Like the ensemble movies tend to um, you tend to enjoy them more because each character you kind of brings something to the table, whereas you're not kind of hitching mm-hmm. it to one person. But I gotta say, like to be honest, I thought out of everyone that we got out of this movie, I really enjoyed. Um, Sort of seeing a bit more of, of uh, I guess, I guess to see more of the Thor be a bit more comedic and a bit more jovial. Sort of like it wasn't a very in the first one he was very serious and was, he's played very straight, but this one is he explored sort of like it's almost a comedy in some respects, and it was well, very lighthearted. Oh, oh, one one thing that I thought was pretty interesting was. Um, the guy, the director, right? Um, I believe he voiced uh, one of the character, the the the, the blue guy, Korg. Yeah, Korg. Yep. 
Yeah, he he. I, th- I believe he voiced him. Um, but uh, uh, I was watching uh, something recently where uh, Hemsworth and uh, Ruffalo, uh, the Hulk, that's his name, right? Ruffalo, is it? Yeah, Ruffalo? Mark Ruffalo. Ruffalo. He, um, he, uh, th- they were both saying uh, that uh, the director would sort of give him, give them the, uh, the script and sort of say, you know, like, say this, say this, say this. But um, then they would basically, what, what they ended up filming was, was pretty, like, it deviated a lot from the script when they sort of closed the scene. So it was say- they were saying that um, he encouraged a lot of, uh, like, sort of improv almost. Mm. Mm. Well, he's a comedic actor, and, a comedic uh, director. Yeah. So, so I think, um, I think that we, what, what we saw was, like, basically, uh, you know, a, a totally new direction to begin with compared to the other movies. But more of a, more of a, a, a sort of comedy framework. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and, I th- and I think at times it was, like, the, it was, it, the movie had to be, se- when it was serious, it, it, it was serious. Like, when it was time to be serious, the movie was serious. But for overall, um, it's pretty comedic. And most, some of the jokes don't land. I mean, I mean, that core character is a bit, something he can some, do something, he says some weird stuff. But overall, you kind of, it's very clear that this movie is trying to be um, like a fantasy action sci-fi, light-hearted, just pure pop entertainment. And for, yep. for like, I would say 80% of the time, it hits. Um, and it you pops. actually, yeah, it pops. <laughs> yeah, literally. And you're like, you're just enjoying it. So you never, I was never looking at my phone or, or wondering when this is over because I think this goes for about two hours. But, but, I got to say, like you, you compare, say this to say Civil War, the um, the other big Marvel movie that came out last year, and you say, well, Civil War was like that was enjoyable, but it was there was parts where you kind of just had to get through in order to get to the next action sequence, and whereas this, yeah. you kind of long you're along for the whole ride. You know what I mean? I so, totally know what you mean because that was my that was my impression of um of a lot of the Marvel movies. It's like it's it's. It's like um, there's there's just this story that has been done to death for all those franchises, and you have to get through it to lay the seeds for, for you yeah. to for for them to legitimately say that that's the um, that's the story, and I, I that's why I like um, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy as well is because I don't know anything about the franchise before I saw the movies, and it's like the they they didn't have to like follow a very um, on rails uh, narrative. Um, they they had a fairly basic narrative, and then they could mash it all up with with uh, action, um, some character arcs, some uh, some some sort of um, emotional uh, aspects that get get you a sort of get, give you a rise or a fall, um, and mm-hmm. then and then break it up with comedy again, or um, you know uh, great soundtracks as well. So I think I think the the Thor movie like had a lot of those aspects. Like uh, when it when you it wasn't funny the whole time it had pretty well shot action sequences and pretty good uh like uh emotional stuff in it um but then it also like then it would go back to doing a gag um then it would go back to to um you know de- tying it back very loosely to uh, the whole um the whole actual um Ragnarok story you know um so it was, it was yeah it was cool um Here's a question for you. So, or maybe we'll just very briefly summarize the plot. But 
So what happens is um, Thor, um, he unknowingly uh, releases. Um, no, he doesn't really unknowingly. He his dad Loki dies on Earth from I guess old age, and by him dying, um, dad Odin. Odin, sorry, uh, Odin, no. Odin, not Loki. Loki. Odin dies, and um, by him dying, a spell gets broken where his um, sister Hela comes back from some sort of, I guess, the underworld or hell and wants to take over Asgard. And she's like an old, old, old super powerful being who's powered by Asgard. Um, long story short, Loki teams up with Thor to fight her. They lose initially. They get stranded on that Scar planet where they meet um, Jeff Goldblum's character, Grandmaster. Thor has to fight Hulk. He's also been stranded there since um, Avengers 2. Thor, Hulk, Loki, and Valkyrie, another character, team up to go back to Asgard and basically defeat Hela, right? So it's a very simple plot, but like you said, you kind of just went with it and you weren't going, okay, well, we'll just got to go through this for the next action sequence. There's a couple of things I want to talk about. Um, with the CGI, this is a very dependent CGI movie, and I, and I truly don't think this is going to age well, but did you think um, it was actually pretty average? Because I guess one of the things that made was pretty obvious, you know when Thor and Loki both go see Odin in um, what's meant to be Norway, but it's clearly like yeah. the Gold Coast or whatever, wherever this was filmed. This was filmed in Australia, so it's like clearly the Gold Coast or something. Did you notice how yeah. bad that CGI was? Um, it was I'm like just trying to recall now because uh, the, the, when they're looking out to the ocean, and it's like that's just yeah. a fake ocean, and then that's a fake sky, and it was it was really obvious. To be honest, I, I'm dead honest with you. Um, I could, I could quite easily lie and just be like, yeah, I, I got that as well, but uh, <laughs> I, I don't I don't think I noticed. I, oh, I might okay. have to go back and rewatch it because I can't when- I can't. I don't want to say I didn't notice, but I certainly can't remember noticing. Well, okay. You, if you ever see this movie again, you'll definitely notice that. And I have to say the yeah. part of Scar as well, it's very CGI. And the, the I guess the arena where Hulk fights um, Thor, that's, I don't know, it's, it's borderline like... Wait, wait, are you, tell, are, you, are you telling me the Hulk was CGI'd? <laughs> the Hulk look okay, looked okay, but the background looked terrible. Like, I yeah, guess- I, I, I definitely, yeah, that, that I agree. Um, wow, I'm I'm sort of blown away by that that whole uh, the, the when they went to Norway. I I can't remember noticing. I gotta I gotta look at that again. Albeit, I, I to, to be honest, I did um, I did watch the movie quite late. So yeah, maybe, uh, maybe I was just sort of it, out of it. <laughs> the action sequences are fine, I guess, but the like the CGI surroundings and and I guess what did you call it the um. Scenery, I don't know, surroundings, whatever. They're just pretty, it's pretty low-key, pretty, it's almost like Star Wars Attack of the Clones-esque. <laughs> that's that's my yeah. one criticism of this film. It's very obvious that they're just walking around in front of a blue screen, which but, which, but, okay, okay. which which leads Sorry, me to believe, oh, wait, wait, which leads me to believe that the director hasn't had much exposure to, 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 to CGI and and filming a movie that's very CGI orientated. But, but yeah, okay. Gr- granted, right. Um, you, you, so many, so many tangents, but, uh, um, okay. PUBG versus 
called World War Two? Which one do you want to play? Good question. Uh, I know we're going with this PUBG all the way. <laughs> yeah. So, like, you know, you know, like, you remember how, like, in the late nineties, early two thousands, like, it was just some great PC games, and then like, uh, everyone went down the road to like wanting wicked graphics, and then gameplay massively suffered. And these these these, yeah. these games are getting like like huge funding because yeah, the graphics yeah. engines had to have a lot of work and stuff. You know, I I look at C- I mean, yeah, Attack of the Clones, right? Like, pretty. Pretty uh, nice effort with the CGI. Looked not so good. But the movie itself was kind of boring, right? So overall, it sucks, right? Not not sucks, but you know, not my not my favorite uh, Star Wars movie. Put it that way. Um, the CGI on Thor was, uh, I think, okay. Maybe not fantastic. It wasn't Avatar, but I thought it was pretty good. Um, but in the in the grand scheme of things, it didn't really matter to me because everything else was so good. Yeah, well, that's why I kind of I, I said it was very minor. But to me, if you're gonna give me um, Thor versus Hulk, um, perhaps maybe I don't know, just maybe have the ground level of the of the the of the uh, battle arena built. And then maybe do the CGI around that because even when they did close-ups on his face and whatever, he goes, "Yeah, it's a friend from work." It's like it's just—it looks. I don't know. It just looks so blatant. It was like it was pretty. It was pretty average CGI work. Yeah, well, it's like it's like having a great meal, and uh, you know, were you a fan of the silverware? Were you a fan of the plates? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Here's another thing about Thor. Uh, about sorry about Hulk. So when Thor gets captured and he says, "Yep, you're going to be fighting in this." Uh, gladiator sort of setting. Um, he meets um, uh, what's that guy's name? Korg, the blue rock monster. Korg. Yep. Yeah. And then Korg says, "Like, oh, you know, sup, bro? Yeah, sup, bro?" And he talks about how pretty much um, the Hulk has killed a lot of people, and he mentions a guy called yeah. Doug. So, does that change your perception of Hulk being an actual superhero, given that he's quite clearly left a trail of death on this planet? Well, uh, you, you do mean superheroes in so far as a hero can only be good. And like, well, okay, so Avengers are like the um, typical um, heroes, right? They're all meant to be fight for you know truth, justice, and the American way. I know that's Justice League, but. They're, they're meant to be the atypical a, a hero. But then Hulk's clearly killed some guys off planet. Does that give count? Hulk, Hulk, Hulk's whole shtick has been that uh, he's he's a, a chaotic force that gets sort of guided towards good. He, he, he himself is uh, just is, is, is not able to do whatever he wants to do in a situation. He's guided by uh, his reaction to surrounding. So if he gets angry, Hulk smashes. Simple as that. So... So you're saying Bruce um, Bruce Banner isn't accountable for the Hulk's actions? Uh, that's that's interesting because Bruce Bruce Banner can't control the Hulk, right? They're sort of two different characters, right? Yeah, correct. He he can be he can be uh, like he can he can speak to Bruce through the Hulk by saying calming stuff and bringing him back, but but when Hulk's in full smash mode, um, he's uncontrollable. Mm. So because That's he was Hulk for stick, so long, right? yeah, because he was Hulk for so long, he just almost got lost. Bruce Banner almost got lost. Well, yeah, yeah. I guess, I guess, um, I guess when the Hulk's doing bad stuff, let's 
maybe you can look at it through this prism where um, you can't communicate to Bruce to regain control of the um, the the yin and yang of of that character is out of kilter. Hmm. Yeah, and I guess that's why they um, he's so reluctant in like the Avengers and whatever to get angry because he knows that it's gonna it's gonna be very hard to bring him back. Yeah, yeah it's it's chaos. So just it uh, it 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 destroys everything. But, but does, um, that, does that give him a pass that's... though? If, do, if... do you mean uh, do you mean Bruce is never responsible for it? Yeah, like is he just whatever happens? Oh. The Hulk does. The Hulk does. Well, I mean, like you know, like imagine, imagine uh, you're Bruce, right? And uh, someone goes, "Man, you just fucking wrecked this place," and then you'd be like, "Well, you fucking made me angry," you know? And then it'd be like, "Well, <laughs> what? Well, you know, you should be able to control your anger more, and you should be that." That that would be the situation he's in, right? So it'd be like, "Yeah, great, right? I I probably probably should try breathing more. I should probably like you know maybe avoid discussions that might be triggering and and all that sort of stuff, but." At the end of the day, uh, you know he he can't sit there and stew in his anger, right? So he's got a he's got a massive weakness. So imagine imagine like imagine like all the conversations you might have in a day, right, which sort of annoy you or trigger you, right? And then the minute you get that like fishing, so like, they just put that 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 hook out in front of you, right? And then you you get caught, you're done. You're going down that tunnel now. You can't you 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 can't just sit there and go. That pisses me off. I'm just not going to say anything. I'll change the topic, right? You, you can't do that now if you're him. So I, I think that he's uh, he's got a disability in a way, right? No shit. I never look at it as a disability. Uh, well, don't you think eventually, because he's meant to be like the world, well, one of the world's smartest scientists, that he'd be able to figure out a way to control the Hulk? Well, it's like, um, you know, uh, I guess that's a bigotry of high expectations. It's like it's it's like uh, it's it's like if if he has a genuine disability, right? And it's just like, well, you should be smart enough to do it. He'd be like looking at you, like, hey, you know, I understand like quantum physics on a on a, on a very very high level. He, he's probably uh, got the whole fucking universe like figured out, right? Like how it all patches together and stuff, but that doesn't necessarily mean that once you like have all that knowledge that you know everything that there's 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 just there's still going to be gaps right you can't know everything um but so i would argue you, that to say to I'll, say you're smart you should know it's like well, hang on a second okay I, I i get what you're saying but like that wouldn't that be one of his main priorities though <laughs> you know what i mean like oh i tell well, you I mean, you could probably if it, assuming he doesn't get angry while he's telling you, he can probably sit you down and go through about how, <laughs> how, how he's tried and <laughs> where, where he's at. Like he, he might, he might whip out the file and be like, come on, mate. Like, you know, I've tried this angle. If he, if he gets angry though, it's all, the all bets are off. Right. So maybe, maybe it deeply upsets him. So maybe he's set in this regress where he can't escape it now because of how much, how much his whole predicament upsets him to begin with. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. All right, that was a pretty that was a pretty big rabbit hole we just went down. Let's let's climb back up. So, um, one of the things the ending was about pretty much. So, Hela gets her power from Asgard and basically controlling um, Asgardians who are meant to be, I guess, celestial supreme beings. Um, and at the, at the beginning of the movie, well, movie, yeah. 
I, 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 um, I was trying to like remember a lot of the stuff I'd read by myself. This from those. Uh, I, I, I had I have Wikipedia Wikipedia the um, the mythology a couple of times over like the last few years, and um, I, I thought that Asgard was just basically heaven. So I, I yeah. always just thought that people that were in Asgard were people that um, that, that died. Well, um, Odin said the, he the created it. He said he created uh, Asgard for his people. Yeah, well, um, I, my my thought, my whole thought thinking was that um, when you when you died in on Earth as a you went to Asgard, but if you if you were, if you were valor, showed valor, you would go to um, the Valhalla, the, the shields. Yeah, yeah, um, Valhalla. Well, so well, I, I don't know, I don't know, this, like how the, how much this deviates from the uh, yeah, but it seems it, I want to take it that yeah, I want to take it that. Um, it, it, it deviates in the sense that they're using the names um, and they're treated as being higher powers, but they're not essentially the same. So, yeah, because I, I seem to remember the wolf being uh, Loki's son, Fen, Fenris, or they, they, I think it's yeah. Fenrir. Yeah, uh, in the it's, Lu- it's loosely all based on Norse mythology, but it's not 100%. Yeah. Um, Fair so in, the, in the context of the movie, though, so she um, wants to basically... Continue. The reason why um, Odin locked her away in Hell, or um, is because uh, Hela was pretty much, in essence, um, I was, she wanted to dominate and destroy every known realm in the universe. And Odin kind of he created a monster, but um, he didn't want to pres- continuously be at war. He was pretty content, and he stopped at nine and said, "Look, I'll be the protector of the nine realms." Um, but then Hela wanted to continue. Just taking over all the all the realms. So she was, I guess, what would you say, like a war, like a mad war person? I don't know. I don't know what the term is, but she just went berserk and well, wanted to destroy. She she like uh, loosely basing it on what my recollection of the mythology was is that um, she she's a necessary um, part of the whole um, the whole uh, system, let's say, because the system is um, cyclical. Uh, the the um, everything gets created, then it gets destroyed through Ragnarok to then get created again. Um, yeah, yeah, so yeah. I, I think she's she is just literally, in essence, a being of destruction. Um, but but that that is only because of this revolutionary sort of um, uh, way that the system works. Right, it needs to be destroyed to be created again to then be destroyed again. So. Um, I think in that sense, yes, I, I, I see her as just a complete um, evil force of destruction, destroying everything in her wake. Yeah. So when she gets released, she goes back to Asgard and she controls the text of Asgard. Um, and she then resurrects the dead or the fallen soldiers of Asgard to as an army. And I like that idea of like the soldiers of the dead returning. So Consider but, this. But Consider this, right? Hold on, wait, let me get to this point. Though. When she goes to leave Asgard to take over the other realms, um, I forgot his name. Um, so shit, what's his name? Um, Who? Who? Heimdall, uh, is it? Shit, no. Um, Christ, say, Christ say Almighty! Again, I just got, um, just got interrupted. Well. Hemdal, Hemdal. So I just his character. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
So when, when she goes to leave the planet, Hamdal steals the sword before she can leave, so she can't use the warp gate. And in, in essence, she can't leave Asgard. She's trapped on Asgard. My question to you, though, um, wouldn't it have been better to let her leave Asgard than take the sword out? Um, because then she could never return to Asgard? Well, well I guess... Uh, I guess- Heimdall wanted to limit her to one world um, because she would have spread like a cancer if she would have gone uh, left that How place. It's never, it's never clear that, that she can travel wherever she wants. Yeah, true. I mean, um, uh, I guess I guess that the way that Thor travels between worlds is he communicates with Heimdall to get um, Correct. transferred between. Yeah, yeah. So that's a good point. So she basically gets off the ship. Gets get loses her ability to transfer if she goes beyond it, and then they remove the. But then, but then again, like maybe the minute they put the sword back in to help someone else out, she can she can sense it and capitalize on it. That's true too. Maybe that's that's true too. There. Yeah. But I hey, uh, just just just, yeah. just uh, like before, like um, just to you know compare this to things we know, right? And things we can you know tangibly like look at and things like this, or tangibly like uh, you know stuff stuff around the world right it's like so she's a destructive being who wants to take over stuff right so if the universe is perpetually expanding and there's new worlds and stuff then that works for her right but what does she gain once she captures everything because she's got a bunch of zombies right do these zombies need an their own economy and do they need their own like food sources and stuff like nah, or, or I, would she would she just capture everything and then it all just goes stale and then it's over? I think she gets off of death, like as in she, she um like physically enjoys. I don't know. It's it's her her priority. Sorry, is to is to kill. Um. Mm-hmm. So I think it's kind of like you know how they're like, well, what's the what does a serial killer get out of killing people or whatever. Is that just, it just that's just how they function? Like they can only find satisfaction through certain actions. So her whole motivation is war and destruction because that's what her that's what she was built for. So so yeah, perhaps on. perhaps there's like a greater a greater thing here where she's been created purely to be like that, so that she can she can be the necessary part of this this yeah. uh, where the system works. Yeah. Well, because it's it's almost. It's almost like when you've got a cancer that just grows and grows and grows. Uh, once she kills everything in the in the universe, um, she now will die as well, right? Because she, she's got nothing to do, right? Her 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 purpose is by definition finished now. Um, so, but she won't stop until everything's dead, though. That's the only, the only issue. Like she'll keep going until there's nothing, literally nothing alive. Yeah, um, but, but she has an end game, right? She, she has she she will have a situation where her purpose. Is 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 over because there's nothing left to kill. Well, eventually, yeah, correct. Ragnarok, the end of all mm. things. Yep. Yeah. Um, like a parasite invades yeah, host, but then correct. can't like, like the Zerg. Yeah, yeah. So I guess I I thought. What do you think? Of, so Kate Blanchett plays Hela. I thought she was a bit underdone. Like there was a lot of her just being stuck on. Um, Asgard, but I'm like, Asgard isn't that big. I'm pretty sure if you needed to find the sword, you'd find the sword. So it was almost, yep. I don't know, it was a bit 
like she was just kept on ice whilst we got to progress the Thor Hulk sort of uh, and Valkyrie sort of storyline. What do you think of that? Is that without a fair comment? Yeah, it's it's almost like they wanted to tell you a story about um, Thor um, in an arena beating up the Hulk and becoming friends, and then and then screwing up everything, and then having like a character that initially doesn't like him who then does like him. But to to put time pressure on that whole story, um, they use the uh, the Hela in Asgard like creeping towards some sort of problem there. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, like you think about it, right? A place with big doors and stuff. Like it, it seems fairly obvious where everyone would be hiding. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. That's, that's what I mean. Yeah, exactly. So, and that's what. And so yeah, she's definitely. Like, go, go, go on. No, I, thought, I, I thought it was weird that that would like she wouldn't just go. Oh, I know where they are because you know I am from I'm as guardian as well. So the go to the place with the big doors. So, yeah. And it wasn't, it was inferred that there was some sort of protection on that place, but it couldn't hold out forever. But at the same time, mm. it's like, um, she has all the arms, I guess she, she killed out all, she killed all the Asgard soldiers. She has the weapons. She has the means. It's, I don't know. I just, well, to me, it was she, just had that command. she had that guy with the two guns, right? He should have known as well, really. Yeah. And he should have known that too. Yeah. Exactly right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, uh, it's just uh, one of those classic, uh, simplest, the, one of the most simplest sort of ways to impart time pressure on another part of the narrative, I guess. Like, I don't, I don't think they thought too hard about that part mm. of the script, if you know what I mean. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, so, well, cool. So, and then, um, so in order to defeat her, I guess Thor comes to the conclusion with Valkyrie and, um, I guess the Hulk was as well, and Loki that. They have to destroy. They have to actually let Ragnarok happen, um, and let a, a, a callback from a from a monster that Thor originally destroyed kill or destroy Asgard, and then because Asgard's destroyed, Hela will lose all her power. So in essence, mm. they said, "Well, let's destroy Asgard, um, and then uh, Hela will be destroyed." I find I, I, I don't, it's it was a unique way to end a fight in the sense that they kind of got another bad guy to fight the other bad guy, and um, it wasn't necessarily the, the typical hero wins out. The hero just kind of uses some ingenuity, and what they what they really wanted to focus on was getting the Asgardians off the planet. Mm. So, what do you think of that ending? I thought it was a bit. Um, I probably would have preferred the more typical ending of Thor realizing his full power and that he didn't need his hammer to control lightning and and thunder, and him just overcoming with the help of Valkyrie and the Hulk. I think. <clears throat> I think the reason why he can't do that is because the name of the movie is basically yeah. tying. Uh, and and the whole like you know you've used characters from a belief system you've called the the movie basically the the word that that belief system uses for the uh, rapture right and uh, in I, I, anyone who's got a basic understanding of Ragnarok knows that um, you know some of the gods die right so it's mm. like if if Thor would have beaten uh, the wolf and uh, Hell um, or Hella whatever her name is. Uh, uh, then, then it would have been like, well, hang on a second, like that's not really Ragnarok. 
So mm. the fact that they sort of said that uh, Asgard's not a place. Uh, sorry, it's not a specific. Um, it's it's not the it's not the the planet. It can be anywhere. Mm. And they shifted it. It's sort of like they've they've sort of um, departed from the main belief system, I believe, and uh, done, done something sort of in between. You know. Yeah, because Asgard get destroyed, but then it's like, well, Asgard lives on in the people, and it's an idea, and blah blah. blah. It's like, well, okay, hang on a second. Like, we don't really know too much about Asgard. It looks pretty fucking magical. Yeah, like, exactly. How it works. And, <laughs> exactly. No way. No not magical. You know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know. I thought it was um. Uh, look, when Hulk, when basically, so mid-fight, Thor's fighting Hela, and then he has some sort of flashback about Odin telling him, you know, the hammer was never. You know, it, it was a tool to focus your energies, but you've always had the power to control lightning and thunder. Um, you are the conduit of pretty much nature. So he, he fires up and now he can use, he used to use his hammer to, to direct lightning, but now he could use his hands or whatnot. I mm. thought, oh yeah, here, here it comes. But then Hela just kind of waves him away. And I'm thinking if Hela is so powerful, I just don't believe she would have been restricted on that planet for that long, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, so I found that as a bit of weak source, and, and I thought, oh, yeah, like I get what I, it's a unique way, and I get what they're saying about Ragnarok and 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 um, all the stuff you mentioned about the name of being the end of all times. But I would have thought. I think it means. Um, I think there's from memory. There's two ways that it can be said. Um, Ragnarok or a Swedish way, or like mm. a, an old Swedish way, mm. and uh, there's. I think I think the old Swedish way they they think it's like a plural or something like this. So some say it means twilight of the gods, and others say it means a destruction or doom of the gods. Oh, so basically, so maybe, like, and, and, yeah, mm, end of the gods. But I mean, I mean, overall, it was largely an entertaining fight. I mean, Hulk fights the big wolf, and that was a uh, they didn't really see they didn't really see much of that, but it's still pretty fun. Um, the um, the other thing I wanted to mention. Um, Apparently, there's like I had to do some research on this, but do you remember? I probably won't, but do you remember the first Avengers movie? Never saw it. No, you never saw it. Um, okay, that, that means that this is odd for you to watch this film. I'm actually really surprised that you you watch this. Um, basically, there's like a the first Avengers movie. Loki is the the, the reason why the Avengers come together because he wants to take over Earth, and he has this control of this like this mind control gem. I can't remember what the name of it. Tesseract. Yeah, yeah, I think it's called that. And did you notice how he was going? Maybe through, I did see it. Did you, you know he was going through the when he was going through the caves or the the war chest, and he noticed that big blue cube? Yeah was was that was that in the Avengers movie or was that in another Marvel movie? Because I no, hadn't seen Avengers. that before. That's Avengers. Okay, maybe with the Agents of Shield and shit. Is it the, uh, the Avengers? It could also be in that, but I'm pretty sure it's Avengers. Yeah, so Loki takes the Tesseract. So um, there's some consequences, I think, of this fight that's going to obviously have implications down the track. Um, there's a power glove as well. So there's, there's a few things that, that and with, I guess with the destruction of the Asgardians, is going to pave way to, to bigger things, right? Because I, I, I imagine that there's the next story in um, the Avengers 3 or whatever it's called, Infinity War that they had addressed this issue of not having as guardians to help them fight um, whatever's coming. Mm. 
So I guess that's probably part of the reason why they had to get rid of that planet. Because you think about it, um, if if do you, do you remember in the end of um, Guardians of the Galaxy, they had that big purple monster? Yeah. Yeah, so he is meant to be, he's like the destructor of all things. Um, his name escapes me at the moment. Um, Thanos, right? So Thanos is the destructor of all things and he wants to take out pretty much every sort of life force in the universe. Yep. So it's all connected pretty much. Every Marvel movie, including Guardians of the Galaxy and Thor and Captain America and whatnot, it's all connected. And the end game being that they all unite to fight Thanos. So I yep. assume, and this is a pretty big assumption, that they had to get rid of um, the Asgardians or the more important, more specifically, the Asgardian army so that they didn't have a really a main defense against Thanos. Because yeah, otherwise, okay. what is like, why can't we just utilize the Asgardians as well? So I guess that's part of it. So, and the other part of it would be, well, what's Loki up to with taking the Tesseract and what is he going to do now? Because he's like the Lord of Mischief and whatnot. And he temporarily yep. turns good um, in this instance. But so I guess what I'm trying to get at is probably some wide implications that that meant, meant that they had to do the movie or end the movie in the destruction of Asgard as well. Yeah, it could be a piece of the puzzle for the next mm. setup. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Um, all right. What do you? Um, I guess if you had a choice to say between, say, seeing this or I don't know, like um, Justice League or another Batman film, right? What would your preference be to see more? Say, I guess would you, what would your preference be to see more sort of sci-fi fantasy or more sort of grounded? Um, like the Dark Knight sort of superhero films. Uh, okay, so so do you mean you mean Dark Knight is in like the Christian Bale series? Am I thinking about that, or am I thinking about like the the new sort of um, Batman franchise with Wonder Woman and stuff? Uh, well, let's just say let's say Dark Knight in this in this conversation. So Dark broadly Knight. speaking, Batman and yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, uh, I I like both of them. I I really don't like uh, Bat. Uh, ben Affleck's Batman. I really, oh, really? don't like it. Yeah, what is it about? It the smugness. He hasn't earned it. He hasn't earned it. Uh, it's 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 like um nah nah. It's, I mean okay like I I, I got I got I, I will declare some bias here. I don't like Ben Affleck as a person. Oh, um, anyways, but uh. <laughs> uh, uh, uh rather, uh, anyways, but uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. um, but uh um. Uh, the the thing about these roles is that um, you can't just pick up Batman and uh, or Superman or whatever and just and just read the lines. You, you mm. can't do that because it's been done so many times. It's like uh, it's it's like if you um, if you had a Shakespearean play and you you like um, let's say uh, Julius Caesar or something, you can't mm. just pick up the lines and read it because you're not going to draw people's attention to it because it's just been done so many times. You're gonna to have to basically bring something to the role and make it more interesting. So, mm. like Christian Bale, totally, I thought brought this dark element to the role. Um, yeah. Michael Keaton, like, was an awesome Batman. He had like a a, a particular way of uh, of of acting as well. Um, like, let's say, like George George Clooney, I didn't think was very good. Um, Val Kilmer was okay. I think 
Ben Affleck was just another dude like George Clooney and uh, and Val Kilmer. He put on the Batman suit and fucking read the lines, you know. So, but, okay, so, okay, but uh, back to the question though. So, do you prefer that darker, yeah. grounded superhero movie, or do you prefer? Um, are you are you so, content with watching both, or what's your preference? Are you asking me whether I like the storyline one over the other? Well, or do you, I guess uh, or the, the genre. Like Which the... genre you like better? Um, How do you take your superhero movies? Dark with no sugar? I think I like milk and sugar. Better. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I definitely like the Americano sort of way of doing it. Short black Americano. Mm. Not, the, uh, not the frappe of uh, Marvel. Mm. I agree. I, I kind of like the Dark Knight and, and, and movies are, are grounded a bit more reality, which is hard because these are a, a lot. Um, you gotta you gotta suspend your disbelief a bit a lot with superhero movies, but it's very hard to do this kind of genre of film right, where it's like sci-fi, fantasy, and um, and what it's like. Um, I guess. I guess entertaining, but at the same time serious. Because if you if you joke too much, then you know there's no, no there's no perceived stakes because everything's like a comedy. So you know what I mean. But then if you take it too seriously, it's like, well, why am I watching a drama in space with with but gigantic wolves? Getting back to my tangent before, like um, you know, just because something's dark doesn't mean it's good. Because um, the the good thing I like about dark is that. Um, there can be more taboos and stuff like this, maybe, and um, you can you can make darker jokes, cruder jokes, and things like that. When when you're like Marvel and it's tuned for young audiences and stuff, um, you, there's some elements of things you can't you just can't go you just can't go down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, like like for instance, like uh, you know uh, the original Batman by uh, um, well not the original the the, the the first Batman with Michael Keaton, like that was pretty dark. That movie, hmm. even the second one was pretty dark. You know? Second one more so. And, he wanted to, he wanted to kill every firstborn kid in Gotham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, like, like, and and the the screenplay was dark, and the the costumes were dark, and um, you know, Daniel viewing that fish, yeah, and hmm. uh, you know, um, you. you you can use better. You can use more interesting elements when it's dark. So I guess dark has that advantage. Um, so I guess I prefer that. But at the same time, like you, you know, someone like Ben Affleck can't can't use that gold mine of <laughs> of situations to draw an interesting character from. <laughs> Jesus with, Christ! With all of the advantage of of uh, you know it being Batman, one of the coolest characters in fucking in, in film. I wonder what did, did uh, where this hatred for Ben Affleck stem from. But we'll, we'll have to get to it. One of the two, I guess, the two instances where they play um, Immigrant Song at the beginning when he's fighting all those monsters in that cave and at the end when he starts to fight the zombies and um, Hela begs the question, why don't they just... Why don't more movies do that? How jacked did you get when you saw that saw that happening? Yeah, like, like, like almost. I don't want to sound like cliche or anything, but I almost had like uh, goosebumps. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's like just, far it's out. Cool. It makes no sense. Like it's that it was so, it was so fun. It was just like yeah, this rock and song and this action. This goes hand in hand. So like, let's see more of that, please. Hundred percent, hundred percent. But let's see more of that. 
Um, yeah, right, just, well, just feel-good scenes, you Yeah, know? exactly, exactly. Iconic feel-good scene. Um, I mean, I don't really have much to else to talk about. It, it was probably like the most enjoyable Marvel movie this year. I think it was better than Guardians of the Galaxy 2, but probably not as good as Guardians of the Galaxy 1. Overall, uh, there are some pretty sus elements in, like the Hela and then maybe the CGI, but that doesn't detract from the enjoyment um, factor, I guess. It was just overall a very satisfying film. Um, yep. I guess where, where we want to take this next is, is that the next movie is, is called Black Panther. Uh, that's set on Earth. Um, was this a once-off for you, Rob, or are you going to go see more of these Marvel movies? Um, hmm. Probably would go see more of them, but like, this, like, I definitely like Thor. Um, I guess the idea of Thor more than I like the idea of Captain America and stuff, so I, I guess that's why I went and saw this one in the first place, but I probably would give them a sort of, let's say, so to speak, another shot. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Though. Like, I definitely find a lot of the ones I've seen so far to have massively boring elements to it. Mm. What would you? Well, okay, what would you give this rating? Is this a go see it in the movies? Wait for it on Netflix, Netflix, or pirate? Uh, go see it in the movies. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's that level. Yeah, it's, it's that level. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cool. All right, listeners. Um, I think we'll have a live there. Nice sort of short one. It's good to have Rob back on. Uh, as always, you can find us on Twitter. At, uh, at FMMRPod. Um, we're on SoundCloud, iTunes, all the good places. All right. Um, well, Rob, thanks for joining us, mate. Yeah, no worries. And, until uh, next time. Until next time.